0: This is the Kramer Show. Listen, activate. This is Kramer uncut. War, honest, and real.
1: Welcome to the show. What's going in? What's going in? What's going in? Um hit the uh, site KramerShow.net. It's Kramer with a K, KramerShow.net. Uh, Facebook and Twitter at Kramer Radio K R A M E R R A D I O. Um, thank you for listening to the show again. I got to tell you, thank you. Uh, I'm amazed at the numbers uh, that are coming in on the show. It's insane. Um, the Ronda Rousey calls in twice. Show uh, got so far 3,500 downloads. Um, Americans are as a whole are white trash. 1,802 as of right this moment. Uh, The one before that one was at uh, 2,800 downloads. Uh, I wrote this morning on my website about how flabbergasted I am um, that the show has sort of taken off uh, this much already. That kind of blows my mind because I didn't expect that. I thought it would be like... um, you know for the first couple of months five hundred to a thousand um you know i that's what I really thought it was gonna do but it's doing well thank you very much uh, thank you kindly for listening to the shows um and two you know it really I, I, I got I have to say this it really is refreshing not to have to worry. Uh, about what I'm talking about. You know, there was a video that I got yesterday from someone and it showed a guy who um, his welding friend gave him a bicycle. And he said, I'll guarantee you, you cannot ride this bicycle. It's a regular bicycle. But all I did was I reversed the handlebars. So when you turn left, the bike goes right. When you turn right, the bike goes left. And The welder told him, you won't be able to do it. So the guy gets on it, crashes. He's a motivational speaker, so he goes all around the world, and he shows himself on the stage with the bicycle. He pulls someone out of the audience. and goes, I'll give you $200 if you can ride that bicycle 10 feet. He measures off 10 feet. Everybody that comes up there cannot get past about two or three feet. They can't make it. They can't do it. Why? Well, we're... There are so many complexities to riding a bicycle. There are so many algorithms that are contained within that one seemingly easy function. You've, you're leaning forward. You're leaning left. You're leaning right. Think about how long it took you to ride a fucking bicycle. Think about that shit. You know. And when you lean left, when you lean right, you're you you, you have there are mathematical equations going the whole time you're on a just just riding a bicycle. So he tried to learn how to ride this thing for eight months and he said and and I thought this was an incredible quote just because you have knowledge of something does not mean you understand it I thought that was a really incredible thing to say because as we go through our lives we're looking at life the same way we did yesterday and we're going to look at it the same way tomorrow as we did today, and that kind of sucks, you know. Because each person has their own individual take on life. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could see the eyes of the world through the prism of someone else's brain, through their eyes? Where I was going with this, with this was, uh, I've been in radio, terrestrial radio, for a long time, and I did talk radio. Uh, in Detroit. I did talk radio in St. Louis. I did talk radio in um, uh, Illinois. And during those times, I got told a million different things. No one, no one knows how to teach someone to have a personality, to shine, to cut through clutter. No one knows how to do that. Um, and th- th- there are so many rules in terrestrial radio that do not apply to podcasting. So I kind of feel like I'm on that bicycle with the, the reverse handlebars doing, po- doing po- podcasting. Because there are no rules. It's a blank canvas and I can do whatever the fuck I want. And if you don't want to listen to it, then fuck you. You know, it's that kind of thing where, okay, well, here it is. Create something, motherfucker. Talk. You know, um, it's not an easy thing to, to convey individual conversation through a microphone to a blank canvas of the internet. It's not an easy thing, which, by the way, is another reason that I'm really uh, floored at the amount of downloads that the show has already gotten. It's fucking, it, it really blows my mind. And looking at some of the um, shows that are on iTunes and some of the shows that are on Stitcher, wow. I mean, really, wow. Some of them are really bad. Some of them are really good. Uh, Ezra Klein is fucking phenomenal. Here's another thing. People in radio um, scoff at podcasting. Podcasters scoff at radio. The two can exist together. That's perfectly fine, and they will continue to exist, although Stitcher uh, is getting into the whole car thing. So now some of the, a lot of the cars that are coming off the assembly line for 2016, 2017 have Stitcher built into the radio. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. So you'll be able to hear my show right here on Stitcher inside your car whenever you want it. Is that not fucking incredible? Uh, I think it's incredible. <clears throat> I think the technology is uh is getting there. It's catching up, and I think if you're in radio now and you're not taking advantage uh you know of that whole thing, then you're you're kind of missing out. And hey, while I'm on that, um if you're listening to the show, I know you're doing shit while you're listening to the show. You may be out running, driving. I don't know what you're doing, masturbating to my golden tones. uh, it would be a massive, huge help. Uh, if you give the show a five star rating on iTunes, and you can do that also on Stitcher, um, the the algorithm and all that bullshit that's associated with these programs, uh, a lot of it is your reviews and your ratings. And I don't expect you to sit down and write a long ass review, but just say hey, and then you know give the show five stars if that's what you think about the show. If you think it sucks, then rate it how you know accordingly. <sighs> I don't even want to talk about this because everybody in the whole world is talking about it, and I don't know that my opinion is really going to offer anything unique, per se, although I do have something that I I want to say about Donald Trump. Well, actually, I have two things, all right? Uh, Number one is last night in Nevada, Donald Trump is making a speech, and he gets up, and again... Uh, I want you to think about this in the context of a guy who Uh, who quite possibly will be the next president of the United States of America said this.
0: I love the old days, you know? You know what I hate? There's a guy totally disruptive, throwing punches. We're not allowed to punch back anymore. I love the old days. You know what they used to do to guys like that when they were in a place like this? They'd be carried out on a stretcher, folks. That's true. You know, I love our police, and I really respect our police, and they're not getting enough. They're not. But honestly, I hate to see that. Here's a guy... Throwing punches, nasty as hell, screaming at everything else when we're talking. And he's walking out, and we're not allowed, you know, the guards are very gentle with him. He's walking out like big high fives, smiling, laughing, like to punch him in the face, I'll
1: tell you. Wow. And, you know, the the people behind him are laughing. And, you know, the, the people that go to these rallies, these Donald Trump rallies, uh, it's like a goddamn monster truck jam. I mean, you know, wah, 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 whew, yee-haw. It is insane. I, I mean, I and I like it from an entertainment spectacle, from an, from an entertainment perspective. Holy shit, you don't get any better than that. CNN cannot stop. They are addicted to Donald Trump. And I'm like anybody else. Hey, man, if you guys are going to fight, I'll stand around and watch it all day long. That doesn't mean I want to invite you over for Christmas dinner. That doesn't mean I want you as the president of the United States of America. Frankly, you embarrass me. Uh, And the moment this motherfucker gets in the White House and acts like this, you people, you same people that are going to vote for him right now are going to look back. Here's the problem. I'm a conservative pretty much all across the board. I'm a little more of a moderate because I'm I'm progressive about a lot of things, but I'm still a kind of a conservative guy. So I get, you know, where we are and I'm supposed to hate Obama and all that horse shit. I don't hate Obama, but I got to tell you. I watched him today when he was talking about Gitmo, and I was like, you know, even though I don't agree with a lot of things, I still have to call him presidential. For the most part, Obama is a presidential guy. He is a presidential president. He's a very calm person. Uh, he's a very professional person. Could you picture Donald? I mean, could you picture Barack Obama on stage saying that he wanted to punch someone in the fucking face? No. Could you picture George Bush, it, either one of them, any past past president, at any moment, at the height of their anger, could you picture them saying, I want to punch you in the face? Donald Trump is likely to say something like that every single fucking time a camera is on him and everybody is taking it for face value. And it amazes me, it amazes me that people truly do want that guy in the office of the presidency of our country, it really is fucked up, and, and you know there really is no explaining it. You know, in my last podcast, I, I you know I quoted um, a French. Uh, he was a French philosopher, I believe, and he died in like 1980. And he equated pro wrestling to the to the Donald Trump movement, and it was actual absolutely perfectly well stated. It's like people don't look at him in the vein of the presidency. They look at him like this character, this this entertaining fake caricature of someone who wants to be the president. It's not, In other words, it's to me, I don't think it's clicking in the minds of people that this guy is going to be running the fucking country. Really? It's not a joke. He will be. Donald Trump, you can mark my word right now, he will be the nominee. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, the fireworks have yet to begun. The fireworks are going to happen when Donald Trump goes against Hillary Clinton. And that will happen. That's what's about to happen. If you think he's mean, nasty, entertaining, a brute um, a bully, or whatever you know, you think he is right now. When he goes against Hillary Clinton, the gloves will come off, and he is going to accuse her of everything from being a lesbian to being a robot to his um, husband to her husband running a brothel <laughs> and blow- and getting blowjobs. There are going to be explosive details that come out from people that accuse Bill Clinton of raping them and all that stuff. All of that is going to come to the surface. Okay, now I want you to keep following me. At some point, Hillary Clinton is going to have to respond to the attacks that are coming across the bow, and how she handles those attacks when that happens. How she handles when she sits down with the media and they say, "Well, last night Donald Trump said that you know, uh, one time you um, you had some baby oil." And you and four lesbians were going down on each other uh, while Bill was jacking himself off. And, you know, they're going to ask those weird fucking crazy questions because of what Donald Trump says. And if she doesn't adequately answer those questions, her numbers are going to go down and Donald Trump is going to win this motherfucker. That is what is going to happen. I don't care who you are, what you say that is going to happen. look around you got to look at it you can't okay hey Fox News hey CNN you guys are how can I say this you are not street you're not looking at this from the street level you know you you are the tacky kid and the sweater vest that is trying to suck off the teacher to get ahead that's what you guys are you have no street cred, you've never been in a fight, you've never had to work for a living. Um, you are um, you are you are that, but it, so that keeps you from being able to see what's going on at the real street level. and when I say street level, I mean middle America people that that work and they put their blood, sweat, and tears in every fucking thing that they do that are now so furious and so caught up in this whole Donald Trump thing. They're so pissed off at America. They're so pissed off at where the country has been. They're so tired of political correctness that they are blinded by the yell, the yelling of Donald Trump. And so when it comes down to it, it is going to be a brutal fight. And I'm, I'm really starting to think That Donald Trump seriously is going to win the whole goddamn thing. I mean, if you think about it like I just explained it, that's how I see it. Holy shit. And what's crazy is uh, uh, Kasich the other night said something about women getting out of the kitchen and doing something. (laughs) And his poll numbers went down. If Donald Trump said that shit, oh my God, his poll numbers would go up. He'd be in the 50s. Holy shit. It's a spectacle at best, man.
0: Everything else when we're talking, and he's walking out, and we're not allowed, you know, the guards are very gentle with him. He's walking out like big high fives, smiling, laughing, like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. Like to
1: punch that motherfucker in the face. (laughs) And the people behind him, there's this old man, there's like two old guys, and there's a guy in a reverse uh, baseball cap, there's kind of a hot chick in a black shirt, um, they're all at this moment. They're they're pumping their fists. Their mouths are open. They're loving it, man. They're fucking loving it. Oh my god. Oh, and here's something else that's going on today. Uh, a federal judge ruled that State Department officials and top aides to Hillary Clinton should be questioned under oath about whether they intentionally thwarted federal open records laws by using or allowing the use of a private email server throughout the tenure uh, or her tenure as Secretary of State from 09 to 2013. Do you realize how fucking huge that is? I mean, there's not a question that she did something wrong. And here's another, here's something else. Let's say that Hillary Clinton gets all cut up in this shit and, um, I mean, there are a couple of things that can happen. What, what if she gets tied up in court and can't, you know, go out on the, on the trail and do the whole thing? What if, what if she gets indicted? What happens with Donald Trump if he has even more ammunition to use against Hillary Clinton, i.e. this story? Oh, it's, I mean, right now. All this all this whole Republican uh, schmarmi bullshit with uh, Ted Cruz and, and, and all the people that are left on the Republican side. all that is just red tape. That's red tape. For Donald Trump because he's going to go to Nevada, then he's going to go to you know fucking Georgia or wherever. He's going to win it all. He's going to get all the delegates. He's going to win. He's going to be the nominee. This that's just a that's just a little bump in the road. The real fight, the real story, is going to be when he when the gloves come off and he sinks his teeth into Hillary Clinton. It's going to be brutal. Uh, more from the story, the decision by U.S. District Judge Emmett G. Sullivan of Washington came in a lawsuit over public records brought by Judicial Watch, a conservative legal watchdog group, regarding its May 2013 request for information about the employment arrangement of uh, Huma Abedin. You know who Huma is? The uh, Isn't she the wife of um, Spitzer? Uh, what's what's his name? Spitzer? Is it Spitzer or um, what's his name? What's his name, Gene? You know what's this, the? Uh, uh, I think that's Spitzer, right? Who banged the the uh, the, the whores and all that. <laughs> all that. <laughs> Here's the problem, people. People. Uh, two years from right now are going to be begging for Obama to be back in office, and I mean the the most staunch Republican motherfuckers out there are going to be are going to be. They may not say it out loud, but they'll be thinking in the back of their head. Wow, remember we had a fucking civil president? Remember. <laughs>
0: The Kramer Show will be back in a second, but now it's time for Comic Relief, another comedy selection handpicked by Kramer himself.
1: (laughs) Carlos Mencia. When
0: I was a little kid, shit, if I would've come home late from school, my mom would've been like, hey, you better have a goddamn good reason for being here goddamn 35 minutes late. But I would've went, mommy, you don't understand. The bus driver? He dropped me off i my over from the, the house. Oh, really? What the fuck did you do? What the fuck did you do? Why did he drop you off in the goddamn motherfucking place, huh? I'm gonna call, culero, and if you did some shit, me partun rayo del cielo, I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. See, but not today. Today, kids go, Mom, I'm gonna call the police on you if you hit me. They do, and parents go, you don't understand, Carlos, kids can call the police. I could call the fucking police too. Except that when I told my mom, hey bitch, you ever hear me again, I'll call the fucking police. She didn't get scared. Her fucking eyes rolled into the back of her head. She turned into the fucking exorcist. My father saw her face and went, run, motherfucker, run! She pulled out the fucking phone, put it in front of me and said, go ahead, you little shit, call the police. But before you do, You better call the ambulance and tell them there's a dead little fucking Mexican in my house! Kramer will be back shortly. We hope you know how excited we are about doing the show. But until we get a massive audience, we're not selling advertising. Until then, though, we need you, the listener, to help the show move forward. You can help out by going to patreon.com slash the Kramer Show. Or you can find a link at kramershow.net. You can even earn rewards for helping the show. More pledged money equals longer shows. Thanks for the support. It isn't politically correct. It's just correct. Correct. The Kramer
1: Show. Kramer
0: Show. The Kramer Show.
1: All right, we're back. Uh, Follow on Twitter, Kramer Radio, uh, also on Facebook at Kramer Radio, and the website, uh, net, Kramer with a K. Uh, Did you guys, have you heard about this um, uh, story? This business owner uh, makes every single person that works for him carry uh, a weapon, a gun. It's crazy shit. Listen to this. Requiring all of his employees to get a concealed carried license and get armed. The story has already reached more than 125,000 people on our WSB-TV Facebook page. New at 5, Channel 2's Craig Lucy, Talk to that businessman who also gives the employees a gun. Craig?
2: Jovita, he gives him what is known as the judge. Here it is right here. He says it's a pretty effective self-defense weapon because its shot is so wide. Now, I've been speaking with Lance Tolan about this story for weeks now and finally had the opportunity to sit down with him today to talk about his new mandate. You got everyone. Everybody in my office has one of these in their door. This is the judge, a new requirement in the offices of Lance Tolan Associates, where his aviation insurance agents now open carry in the office. But it's a five shot and it's uh, a 410, uh, just like a shotgun. Tolan told us after hearing about recent home invasions and violent crime in the metro Atlanta area, he came up with the new office mandate. They uh, uh, all literally had their concealed carry permit within three or four weeks of me announcing that this was something you had to do. This is one of Lance Tolan's offices, and he gave us another explanation as to why he wants his employees to carry a gun. Uh, most of my employees are women. Women like Andrea Van Buren. I love it. Everybody is now armed in the Toland Griffin, St. Simons Island and Atlanta office. Agent Van Buren told us the mandate is a great idea for other companies if employees agree to several things. You're willing to commit to training, um, commit to being, becoming an expert on the firearm and also you have to commit to being ready to use it if you have to.
1: Tolan says several. See, I, see, here's the thing. If if that's the case, I don't have a problem with it. You know, and, and well, first of all, it, it doesn't matter whether I have a problem with it or not because it's your right. You live in America, and goddamn it, that's your right. Uh, if you live in the state of Georgia and you get your concealed carry permit, uh, then you know I don't have a problem with that. And the guy owns his own business, and if that's how he wants to mandate that that his employee, if that's something he wants to require his employees, fine. What I do have a problem with. Uh, is not necessarily with this story. The problem that I have with a lot of people who are all gun, 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 is that they think that just because they get a license and they have a gun, that they know what the fuck they're doing. Well, I've gone to the range. Well, hey, you know what? So have I. But that doesn't mean, though, that if somebody were to burst in here right now uh, and I had two seconds to defend other people and myself, that I would know what the fuck to do. These people are actually going to the training and getting real training. Now, <clears throat> if we could put this in schools, I would be happy with it. You know, if we could look at it the same way, the people that are teachers that are in school. Let's say you have a school, and I don't know how many uh, employees you have. Let's say that it's a big school or whatever. Let's say you have a hundred employees. Every school with a with hundred employees must have four people in the building at all times that are carrying. I think that'd be a great mandate. Let me get Donald Trump on the phone. Make that shit happen. But the, the key is that the people go through training. You know, it's, they don't just go to the range. they don't just plink some cans in the backyard. They actually go to training and they know what to do. What you do is you you do that. You put the guns uh, in those uh, fingerprint safes, put the guns in there, and, you know, then we're good. We're good. I mean, that way we don't have to worry about hearing about another 20, 30 people that get fucking killed uh, inside a school. of course, this guy, you know, people are coming down on him. Can't believe that a business owner would would, uh, demand that his employees... Uh, carry weapons. Well, you know what? Maybe he's on to something. Maybe he's on to something. All right. Two things I want to do before I'm out of here on the podcast today. I want to um, give you a little bit of an inspirational thing. And number two, I want to tell you a funny story about my son. First, the inspiration. Um, I realized the other day that something positive about myself in that there are times where things happen in my life with people that I love that I remember, uh, and it happens all the time, and I make a point to when something touches me to remember that moment, and I have all these memories in my head, uh, especially, particularly with my son. Uh, There are moments uh, that that, uh, he says something or there's there's, uh, real emotion involved, and that goes along uh, with my mother, with my brother, uh, with friends, with my wife. There are moments in your life that happen in a flash, and you don't know when they're going to happen, and sometimes they can be so subtle, and they can be, maybe to someone else it wouldn't mean a hill of beans, but to you it really means something. I want to inspire you to realize when those moments happen. And when they happen, I want you to put them in a memory slot in your brain so that later in life you can remember it because those are the moments that at the end of our life we're going to look back on all the all the work and all the time we spent with work and all the superficial Uh, possessions and all that horse shit, it's not going to mean a fucking thing at the end of our lives. What really is going to matter are those moments, those precious little nuances of our lives that will build up and they will be huge uh, towards the end of our lives. Uh, One of those moments happened, although it was funny, it wasn't uh, wasn't touching or anything, but it was funny and I'll, I'll never forget it. And I remembered this to tell you on the show. It, it made me laugh so hard. So my wife and myself and my son, my son's name is Cash. He's 11 years old and um, he is kind of like me and that he's funny, but at the same time, he's 11, so there are times where he's funny and he's not trying to be, okay? And this is one of those times. So my wife and uh, Cash and I are, are riding around on Saturday and he asked Christy my wife he said um what's what's a big deal with with cuss words why can't why, you know what's a big deal with kids not being able to say cuss words why and my wife gave a pretty good answer she said you know well it's disrespectful like I I'm your mom and I don't want you to disrespect me by saying awful words <clears throat> and she said, you know, with your dad, you know, that's between you and him. And if, if he doesn't have a problem with that and he doesn't mind you saying cuss words, then you can say them around him. But that's between you and him. But it's the same with, like, your your grandmother, both your grandmothers. You, you know, you wouldn't want to say cuss words around them because that's just disrespectful. Plus, it makes you look trashy. And I, I liked her answer, uh, and I agree with it totally. Uh, to me, it really wouldn't bother me if my kid you know, slipped a shit out and every now and it's not that to me, it's not that big of a deal. So about 20 minutes later, we had gone to one store and we were back in the car and we're going somewhere. And he said, Hey, um, so there was a YouTube video and I watched it and, um, none of me and my friends all watched it and we didn't know what they meant. And it has a cuss word in it. Can I tell you what it is? And you tell me what it means. So I'm, th- I'm like, oh, God, as a father and as me, I'm sitting there like, oh, fuck, this is going to be, fu- what is what is it? What is This is going to be good. Oh, was it good. He said, and I quote, because Christy gave him permission. She said, yeah, go ahead. You can say cuss word this time. He said, what does it mean when somebody says it's like crazy as two monkeys fucking a football? Two, if you're a parent, then you know why this is so funny. When you hear your son or daughter say the word fuck, it, there is something about it that is so wrong, but it is so funny. And to hear him put that into that phrase, two monkeys fucking a football, I laughed, literally laughed so hard, my head hurt, and I had to take ibuprofen. Fuck. But see, th- th- those are the kind of moments that you want to store, you know, <laughs> you want to you want to be able to put into your brain, not only so that later on in life you can look back and laugh at them, but so that you can bring that shit back up to your kids when they're 21 and bring a girlfriend over. My name is Kramer. Thank you very much for listening.
0: The Kramer Show Podcast. What's going on in there? Have a comment? Call the voicemail. 419-777- one, one, two, one. This is The Kramer Show. This is simple. Join us or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Mm-hmm.